once they resolve that root trigger, the root event that's causing all the triggers, once you can identify what that root cause was and be able to change your perspective on that root cause event and get the learnings from that root cause event, now you are no longer in effect. You're at cause now. In other words, you're no longer the victim, you're the victor. You're the wise one now because you've overcome it. Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder, and I'm here to help you rock your hormones and feel great in your body so that you can reclaim more energy, vitality, and joy and become the CEO of your health. Let's jump on in. When was the last time you felt triggered? Was it yesterday? Maybe last week? Maybe even a couple of times in the last week? Especially now, we are feeling triggered more than ever. I am pretty sure that I got triggered at least once over the last few days because, let's be honest, I am tired and at times, I'm not feeling well-resourced. And that is a recipe for disaster for sure. More often than not, we get triggered due to unprocessed past traumas. Traumas that are difficult to identify and even more challenging to heal. In my experience over the last 12 years helping women with hormonal imbalances, I believe one of the biggest root causes for hormone issues is trauma and chronic stress, which is quite possibly driven by trauma as well. I know that my chronic stress and ultimately my chronic fatigue was driven by childhood trauma. My entire operating system for years, gosh, even decades, was driven by scarcity created by traumatic events earlier in my life. I call trauma and chronic stress the intangible root causes because they are difficult to measure. But man, do they cause chaos in our bodies, impacting our energy, our sleep, our mood, metabolism, reproductive system, just to name a few, but definitely the ones that we feel the most. For quite some time, I've been wanting to address trauma here on the podcast, and I'm fortunate to have Dr. Elena Villanueva join me today to talk about trauma and how trauma can make us sick. And I am most excited for her five-part series on mental health, her masterclass, focusing on how to recognize trauma and how to begin to heal unprocessed trauma or unresolved trauma. But before we talk about this, what I consider to be the topic of the decade I want to quickly sing her praises. Dr. Elena Villanueva is an international speaker, health influencer who teaches evidence-based approaches to finding and treating the underlying cause of chronic illness and brain-related conditions using the most advanced approaches in epigenetics and biohacking to restore brain-related disorders and chronic diseases. Dr. V's unique approach also integrates the emerging science and spirituality and the integration of the mind-body-spirit in our evidence-based approaches for healing and optimizing the human body and brain. Elena is a producer and host of the five-part series, The Mental Health Masterclass, The Five-Part Series, Inflammation Class, The Leaky Brain Summit, and The Tribe Talk Podcast. Let's welcome Dr. V to the show. Elena, welcome to the Essentially You podcast. Girl, I think this is the first time you are on the show. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. I know we get to see each other quite often, especially recently. And um, so, yeah, getting to be on your show is going to be great because we've got some really great, important stuff to share today, don't we? 
Yes, we do. And I just realized that when this episode goes live, you and I are going to see each other again. We're going to be in, in Scottsdale together. So literally be together when this goes live. Maybe we'll do a Facebook Live or an Insta Live to promote since we'll both be in the same room together. That, that would be fun. Yeah, Absolutely. So you are one of my favorite practitioners. You are such an inspiration to me. I know that when I did an interview with you when I was pregnant um, back in December, I think I was pregnant literally two weeks before giving birth and you brought your incredible Dr. Mama energy to me and I will never, ever forget it. Like I just felt so held and so supported by you after we had a conversation just about preparing for motherhood. And I just want to say that you have supported so many people, including women, just in their journeys. And one of the areas where every single one of us struggles, I believe to be true, is just kind of dealing with a lot of the trauma kind of that we have pent up inside of our bodies and how that shows up in the relationships that we operate in, in the way that we communicate with people, our ability, our inability to manage emotions. You know, I always say that I'm working on emotional maturity, but I have a ways to go (laughs) on that. And I wanted to know, you know, given that so many of us are struggling with trauma and, and trying to heal from it, or at least hopefully working through healing with it, kind of what was the impetus for you to want to study it and you to want to be a part of the solution? two things really. Number one was my own journey back to health. It took me about five years to come back from a place where I had full-blown dementia in my forties, in my early forties. And I had a lot of other physical things going on. So I had a lot of brain related issues. I had a lot of physical issues. I was very, very sick and no one seemed to have answers other than a pat on the head. Oh, you're just a stressed out single mom with too many businesses. Go home and take this Xanax and this antiviral and, and this antidepressant too. Like those were the kind of answers that I was getting from people. So my personal journey, number one, which included amongst many, you know, all the different branches of working with the mind, body, spirit, because that's what we are. We are a combination of these things working on my own traumas, learning how to process emotions, learning about how that how that had driven me into illness. That was a part of it. And then number two, you know, all of the work that we do with clients around the globe who are really, really sick, whether it's a chronic issue, meaning they've been sick for a long, 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 long time with whatever the diagnosis is or multiple diagnoses are, or if it's a mental health or brain-related condition, We find that there are many underlying causes that can make people sick and not allow them to fully heal. And unresolved trauma and unprocessed emotions are one of them. And so that's the other reason why we do this work, because the approach that we have is very unique in that we're not so focused on, oh, you know, the reason why you're sick is just it's all about mold or it's all about these chemical toxins, or it's the heavy metals that you have, or it's, it's, it's candida, you know, or it's your adrenals, right? It's all of it, right? Most of the time people have four or five or six different things going on. And while we can test for a lot of these things, right? Because we can use evidence-based approaches, which means for, for the listeners, it means we can test for a lot of these things so that we can have evidence that our human brain can wrap its mind around to go, oh, okay, yeah, you've got some mold and that's known to cause these problems. And so are the chemicals and so is this, but then you've got this part, this stuff over here that 
we don't have the, you know, we don't have the technology yet to test for it, but that's trauma, unprocessed emotions, even our thoughts. Those are super powerful and can either be the reason why we get sick or the reason why we can't heal. On the contrary, it can be the reason why we do heal and the reason why we can stay healthy. And so for the reasons of being able to help others and having the personal experience of that myself, that's why I do what I do now. And that's why we're going to be talking about trauma and emotions today. And, you know, one of the things you spoke into is that we do have a lot of testing for toxins and for mold and for heavy metals and for gut issues. And and when we were having this conversation um, last week, I was talking about how, like you had mentioned, this is an intangible. We don't have a way of measuring this. And we don't necessarily have a way always of measuring the expression of how trauma shows up in our lives, how we can get stuck in loops. Maybe we can be dating the same exact person over and over again, or maybe we're a crazy people pleaser, or we are constantly stuck in addictive habits, right, that are that are self-soothing and placating us just to kind of get through the day. And, and trauma can play a role in all of that. And given how kind of diverse trauma can show up, can you talk a little bit about what is trauma? How can we identify? if we are dealing with it. That's really, really great. First, let's talk about what is it? Because this is really important and we're going to dive heavy into this in our five-part series on Mastering Trauma Masterclass that we're getting ready to launch in October. We'll talk about that in a minute. But first we want to understand like, what is trauma? There are actually, believe it or not, there are different definitions of trauma. The older, what I will call the outdated or archaic model of what the definition of trauma is, it's that it's rooted in the event itself. So for example, let's create an event. Someone is in a terrible car accident. Okay. So they have trauma after that. Some people may say that the trauma was the event itself. It was the car accident. We call that a more archaic model of the definition of trauma because we understand that it's not the event itself that is the trauma. It's the perception of what you believed happened and how you subsequently handled that event in your mind. That is where the trauma lies. It's how you perceived the event. That's why, for example, you can have soldiers, five of them were, or, you know, could be in a military vehicle that gets shot at, or they end up hitting some sort of a bomb or something, right? And all of them get injured. Three of them come away with massive trauma from the injuries, like they have PTSD, they're traumatized, they're living in fear, they're having panic attacks, they're having all these flashbacks, they're having all this stuff. And the other two are like, well, you know, it was pretty, it was pretty crappy that that happened. And it was scary as hell at the time. And then they're moving on. So you have to ask yourself, why is it that five people were involved in the same event? Three of them now are suffering with PTSD and the other two are okay. It's because of the perception of what happened to you during that. That is where the trauma lies. And then you ask about, you know, what are examples of trauma? A lot of people think, and this is true, that, you know, trauma can be something like really, really big, like a car accident, like you were in the military and you were in a war zone and you were getting shot at, Um, you were maybe assaulted, right? Something like that we can think of as trauma, but trauma can also be some of the little things that we don't 
acknowledge that we're taught to believe or have this perception that some of the little things are not traumatic. So how about the little girl that's in the grocery store with her mom and dad and she's looking around and she grabs the hand of what she thinks is her dad and looks up only to find that it's a stranger looking down at her and not her dad. You know, that can be traumatic because she thought she maybe lost her parents in the way that she's thinking, how she perceived that, right? Somebody calling you ugly when you're in second grade and pulling on your pigtails, you know what I'm saying? And laughing at you, that can be considered traumatic, right? And so the big things that we think of, sure, those are traumas, but we could also have other little things too that are really not so little when we think about it because how we perceive it can really rewire our brains and cause us to you know, struggle with the after effects of trauma for many years. So really importantly, it's, it's how we perceive that event and how we perceive that event moving forward in our lives can really be the trauma. And then how does, can we talk a little bit about how does trauma manifest? How does it, how can it, how can it make us sick? Because I know so many of us, especially when we're talking about adverse traumas, pretty big ones, the big T's, that it can really rock us for many, many, many years to come. That's such a great question. And, you know, trauma experts have been talking about this for many years, how trauma can lead to disease and sickness, chronic stress that can be secondary or as a result of trauma, right? Where people are in fight or flight all the time, always worried all the time, distress, stress, 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 stress all the time. We know stress can kill, but guess what? We actually have studies to show that now. Uh, in fact, there was a recent Harvard study that talks about how trauma can lead to disease. And there are many studies outside of just the Harvard study that show that even people who experience trauma as children tend to show on all of the statistics, they show higher incidences of chronic disease because they've been carrying that trauma, right? And so we're gonna be diving into that in our five-part series where we show all kinds of different studies on how Trauma can make people sick because it changes our biology. It changes our physiology. And when we can deal with the trauma and understand the power of our thoughts and the power of our mind and the power of our belief systems, we can also use the same thing that made us sick. We can use it to heal ourselves as well. The other thing in terms of trauma, getting, you know, making people sick and being the cause of illness. And this has also been shown with scientific studies is that it's so powerful in how it affects our biology, like all of our organ systems and our cellular function. It also affects and changes our genetics and our genetic expression because our body thinks that it has to change for survival. And so that actually will change the genetic expression. And the cool thing is that it can work in that moment where, you're, where you had to survive, you know, it can serve you at that moment, but it's not necessarily serving you for the rest of your life. And you're then you unknowingly pass it down to your kids and your grandkids and your grandkids, you know, the great grandkids. And this stuff gets passed down. And that's been shown to be it's been shown in scientific studies that trauma can be passed down in, in the genetics for up to six generations. Absolutely. And through I want to say epigenetics as well. I remember just an example of this is growing up, my something happened to my grandmother and she'll never say it was my my mom's mom. 
but you can tell she's got she just doesn't doesn't like men. And when we were little girls, and my mom had grown up with it, just like this fear around men. Don't get in cars with men. Don't walk away. Don't walk away with men. No nothing. You know, she taught me how to carry the keys in between my fingers when I was like four years old, just in case, and to always park underneath a bright light, and to always look so so observant anywhere you went, like from the parking lot to the grocery store, whatever it was. And as little girls, this this even not only epigenetic did that go through to us, but also like behavioral. That's how we she was showing us how to behave when we were very young because it had such a profound impact on her. So I even think within generations of us living, that really shows up because they're being the example of how they feel like you should behave in the world based on their trauma. Oh, that's absolutely true. You know, our environmental influence is absolutely huge. It plays a huge role. And, you know, when we're talking about epigenetics, we're talking about how our environment influences our genetic expression and even our biological expression. And so, you know, yeah, I mean, if we're having, if we're having influences that are putting us into certain belief systems or, you know, which we can call constructs, certain belief systems that are not serving us, like giving us this unfounded fear of men, for example, then when we grow up with that belief system, then we're always going to have the alarms firing off every time we see a man. And we don't even know why, you know, until we start really breaking it down and diving into that to really explore, why do I have this? Why am I feeling like this? We may not even notice that we're going into fight or flight or that the alarm systems are going off when we're around men, because we may be so used to the construct or belief system and the fact that we have to be around guys all the time. I mean, we're in this, unless you're going to be in a bubble, right? We're going to have men and women and dogs and cats and children, you know, boys and girls and all, you know, all kinds of things. And, and, and so we'll have this uneasiness that happens, our, this biological shift that happens every time that we're around men because of this belief system. So it's working in the subconscious programming making us sick and we don't even realize it. It's it's just, it's absolutely fascinating how we can be influenced by our environment. Mm-hmm. Well, and one of the things you had mentioned is the chronic stress, you know, because of those belief constructs. You know, I, I definitely dealt with a decent amount of trauma when I was younger. And I always thought, you know, oh, I, I survived it. I recovered from it. And and what I realized over time, I know we had that conversation a little bit, is that I became this major overachiever. Like I got the download really early in life, you know, dealing with some of these experiences that I'm the only person to rely on and I've got to make sure that I'm showing up to survive. And then that just kept manifesting in everything that I did. And there were so many side benefits to it, so many side benefits, but then ultimately you can't run that fast for that long without some major, it's just wear and tear. I always call cortisol the wear and tear hormone. And I was literally, it was my drug of choice for many years. And so I was wondering, you know, especially women, because this is so many women listen to this show, you know, who are stuck in this rat race of just driving, you know, cortisol, kind of like having the amygdala hijack the rest of the brain that we begin to see a lot of hormone issues, you know, as one of the things in which where we start to see illness. Is is that something that you've seen as well, especially in women? Absolutely. I mean, it almost goes hand in hand every time when you have chronic stress, you are creating more stress hormone, which stress hormone, guys, for everybody listening, guys and gals, all the ladies, we have stress hormone. 
And it's a beautiful, amazing thing. We actually are using a stress hormone right now to have this conversation, right? But there's a difference between normal levels and normal function of that stress hormone versus the rest hormone and the chronic high levels of it. When we have that imbalance in the hormones, just as if we have an imbalance in our blood sugar or an imbalance in anything else in our body, it's going to make us sick. It's going to cause all this chain reaction of different chemical reactions to happen in our body. And when we're talking about the stress hormones, those are actually very, very closely tied in with our thyroid and our reproductive hormones. You know, there is like this axis, there's this, there's this relation. And if any one of those goes down, so to speak, if any one of those starts to have a malfunction in the, in its engine, either thyroid, female hormones, or the adrenal hormones, if we start having an imbalance in any one of those, it's going to cause a domino effect and start to cause some sort of imbalance or instability in the other systems as well. And so, yeah, you know, whenever we see people that come to us and they're chronically ill, one of the many things that's going on with them, you know, like 90% of the time is that they also have hormone imbalances. And uh, some of them come to us more directly for hormone imbalances. And when we dive in a little bit further, we see that there are a lot of other things going on. And inevitably we end up finding that there are three, four, five, six different things going on inside their body, including issues with unresolved emotions, like unprocessed emotions, unresolved traumas that has ultimately led them to having hormone issues. And once we clear that out, once we identify all the things and we start removing the barriers to healing, their body starts coming in line and it will also respond better to the protocols that one might put their client or their patient on. They'll respond so much better when you remove the barriers to healing. Mm, so powerful. Now, I want to just kind of pivot really quickly to probably one of the biggest situations that have come up for us this last year and a half, the pandemic, and how that has, you know, depending on what the circumstances is, whether people have lost family members or women have had to leave the workforce to come and take care of their family and become the ultimate caretaker. But we have seen a massive increase in depression, anxiety, and mental health issues over the last 15 to 18 months. Can you talk a little bit about what is going on? Why are we having such an adverse effect to this pandemic? That's such a great, great question. And this is just my perspective. So what I say here, it may not be your perspective. It, it may not be your truth, but this is my truth. I think we can all agree that we've had some crazy stuff happen in the last 18 months, things that we never thought that we would see, almost to the point of it's hard to even wrap our head around it and believe that it's really happening, right? Which that in itself can be traumatic. When you can't wrap your head around something and you can't make sense of it, that can be traumatic in itself. I believe that the reason why we've seen this massive increase in anxiety, depression, suicides, chronic illness, because chronic illness, it'll flare up when people are in fear and they're having a lot of stress and they're just freaked out, right? We were already teetering on that before this happened. We have not been taught in our culture and in many cultures, in most modern cultures these days, we're not taught emotional intelligence. A lot of people don't even know what that means, right? I thought I knew what it meant like seven or eight years ago, but I didn't know what that meant. I thought I did. We're not taught how to navigate emotions 
We're not taught how to process trauma. We're not taught any of those things. What we're taught is coping mechanisms. If you've had a trauma or you're struggling with something mentally, right? Mentally, quote unquote, you take a pill for it or you go to talk therapy. And we can talk if you want to. We can talk in a couple minutes on why talk therapy in many cases is more damaging than it is good. Or we use other coping mechanisms like we'll do, we'll work all the time. We will overperform. We'll find other things. We'll drink alcohol, right? We will, you know, get on social media and we'll bury ourselves in on TV or on the screen all day or, you know, different things like, like that. And so we were already teetering. We were, we didn't have a strong foundation for resiliency before this happened. And this has been generations. You know, what are we taught? Oh, don't cry. Just, you know, pick up your big girl socks and keep on going. Pull, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and keep on going. Like, just let it, let it go off your shoulder, like, or pray about it or whatever. Like, you know, like these things just haven't really served us. If we had emotional intelligence, if we knew how to navigate through trauma, I believe, and this is my perspective, I believe we would not be in the situation that we are now. And that's why we're doing our masterclasses to teach people what is trauma, how does it affect you, and how, you know, what tools are there out there that work to help people navigate through it, to resolve their traumas, get the learnings from it, so that they are no longer the victim of the event, they're the victor right? And to teach people how to navigate emotions and that it's good. Even the ones that we've been taught to believe are scary, like be feeling anger or rage as not acceptable. You have to just hold it in, you know, like, no, like, you know, we have rage parties over, you know, some of our groups will have rage parties. Well, we get in a safe container where we can express ourselves and allow it to come out. You know, if it's shaking our body, if it's crying, if it's screaming, whatever it is, we get in a safe container to allow it to move through our body, much like we would allow a little two-year-old you know, like my grandson will allow him to when he gets upset because he wanted to eat more watermelon. But you know what? I'm not going to give him more, any more watermelon till he eats his dinner because he needs some protein. And what does he do? He throws himself on the ground and he's he's having rage. He's screaming and he's so mad. And if we just allow him to express himself, it's usually done in under five minutes. And then he's happy again and he's ready to eat dinner. But as we get older, we're taught that that's not acceptable and that, you know, we have to just hold it in and we can't express ourselves. It's so true. I mean, all of us grew up that way because <laughs> we just didn't know. No one knew. We weren't we weren't taught about, again, emotional intelligence, how to express those emotions, how to how to be able to kind of work through them, especially as children. You know, we're told just just to like you said, just to just suck it up and move on. I know that was definitely a lot of the lesson I heard when I was growing up. And, you know, it's no wonder so many of us are disassociating, as you mentioned, either on social media or through food or through through martinis on, a, on at night or whatever that is to kind of just check out, because that's probably a lot of what we did when we were younger. We would just check out because we didn't have any other way to process that. We don't know how to exactly. We don't know how to process it. Right. It's too much for the nervous system. The nervous system doesn't know what's going on. So we check out and you said check out. So let's dial in on check out. What does that mean to check out? Because a lot of people think they're just checking out mentally. We're just, I'm checking out for a little while. I'm going to watch this movie or I'm going to have this drink or I'm going to do whatever. But a lot of us check out of our bodies too. Mm -hmm. Oh yes, absolutely. 
we don't know we're doing it though, do we? We don't know that we've literally checked out of our body. Why have we done that? We've checked out of our body. We're outside of our body because that allows us to not have to feel. We don't feel what's happening. We don't even hear what's happening. That's a great example. You know, I went through that my, myself. And in the last year, I've really started to experience what it feels like to be in my body. You've heard me talk about this. I didn't even know that I wasn't in my body until I was. And, you know, it's hard to explain that to somebody who hasn't been through this type of work, right, Marissa? But like a really good example would be when I started becoming more aware of the coping mechanisms that I had used in my entire life to cope with all the stuff that's happened and to cope with, I got very good at burying the emotions, like the ones that I were, if I felt sad or if I felt sadness or grief or depression or anxiety or even anger, I got really good at just, I mean, I'm, I'm the master at this, shut it down. I just shut it. And it took years for me to learn how to do that. But when I did that, I also couldn't feel joy anymore. And I didn't realize that for a while I got very flat. It was almost like I was on medications. I was like this riding very, very flat because if you don't allow yourself to feel what some people would call the negative emotions, I don't like to call them negative. That's a, that's a construct. That's a belief system. Those are not negative. They might be a dense, a little heavy, right? But if you can't allow yourself to feel those, you're not going to allow yourself to feel the joy and the happiness and the giddiness and the gratitude and all of those types of things, right? It's so true. Like we, we don't even recognize that so many of us, it, it's like, like you said, a flatness, a blahness, again, just not feeling well-resourced either. Just kind of going through the motions is what it feels like so often for many of us. And then, you know, and then we're surprised when we begin to see an upcrop or an uptick of, of chronic conditions that begin to show up for, for us. And it all, it's all interconnected. Elena, when you walk people through this process, one of that those steps is really feeling those emotions, right? And not just kind of trying to suppress them as much as possible. But how do you help people manage being feeling triggered? I feel like all of us, we're in a triggered, triggered culture right now. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are. That's such a great, great, great question. You know, I feel like there's a lot of good that is go- that is coming out of this as well. It looks scary. We're like, oh my God, you know, we're seeing a huge, huge divergence in realities or timelines right now. It's very, very stark. Like you've got this side or this side. And if you're on this side, you don't like the people on this side. And if you're on this side, you don't like the people on this side. I mean, it's crazy. We've never seen this before in the, in our history, in our recorded history. And Things that everybody's been burying their whole life, it's stuff's coming to the surface. It's kind of like a a pressure cooker. All it took was the last 18 months to build up so much pressure of all the things that we've been submerging and pushing down all of our lives. And for generations, it's, it's all coming to the surface now. And so everything's triggering everybody. And there are, there are answers and solutions for that. And it's so, it's absolutely so amazing. There are things that can be done. There are different types of therapies that can be done to help people find what the root trigger was that once they resolve that root trigger, the root event that's causing all the triggers, once you can identify what that root cause was and be able to change your perspective on that root cause event, and get the learnings from that root cause event, now you are no longer in effect. 
You're at cause now. In other words, you're no longer the victim. You're the victor. You're the wise one now because you've overcome it. You literally have been able to overcome it. And once you do that, you don't have any more charge. There's no charge, emotional charge to the event anymore. And therefore, any of the things that were triggers are then no longer triggers. So if people are finding for everybody listening, if you're finding that some, something is triggering you, think about what the root was of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like think about what the root cause was of that. And without having a coach, just kind of like if this was like a do it yourself kind of a thing, go back to the event in your mind, but don't drop down into the event. Don't do that because you're going to then be your, your subconscious mind is going to think you're right back in the event again. And then your conscious mind is going to think that too. And you're going to start crying. You're going to get all the emotions, all the things. Cause you're literally, your body's going to think that you're right back in the event. So don't go down into the event, but get the event. Like it's on a picture screen and you're watching it like, for, like a football field away. So that you're watching it from a, from a distance and you can see yourself in the event, but you're at a distance far enough away that you're not feeling very triggered by it. You're not feeling a lot of emotion. You're just watching it. And if you feel emotion, then make it further away, two football fields, three football fields away and look at the event and look at what happened and then go back to anything leading up to that event and watch it on a picture screen. Like you're watching a movie and dissect it and go, what learnings can I get from this? What learnings can I get from this? This is a very simple technique. If you have coaching, a coach that is experienced in this particular technique, they can literally walk you through and teach you to navigate that. But that's something that you can try on your own and you can actually move through the triggers. Another one is something that's called perceptual positions. So if you had an emotional event, for example, you know, like maybe someone had an emotional event or a series of years of a, of an issue, like with a relationship with your mother, for example, you can put yourself into a perceptual positions where you find yourself a safe space with a partner who can do this with you. Right. And you can pretend that your partner is your mother and you just literally say everything you want to say, all the unsaid stuff, everything you ever wanted to say, it doesn't have to make sense. You're in a safe space. You can say whatever you want. You can, you can say it however you want. Use whatever words you want. You can cry. You can scream. You can do whatever. And then you take a break. You need to break that state. So go and smell some essential oils or something for a couple minutes and take a break. Then come back into it with this partner and pretend that your partner is you and now you're your mother. Mm, that's a perceptual position that can really bring a lot of that unconscious higher self knowing that our brain just could never con conceive of. And you can understand where your mom was coming from, that maybe why she was so controlling, why she was so mean, why she did the things that she did. Mm, you know, when you put yourself into that, you know, put yourself into her shoes, basically. Right. And so there are some different techniques that when they're used together can really help people to overcome their triggers. Triggers is just a symptom. It's your trigger. It's a warning sign. It's trying to tell you, hey, we really need to deal with this from 20 years ago. Can we please deal with this, please? Can we please deal with this, please? So if any of your viewers and listeners 
are resonating with this and they're like, oh my God, I'm getting triggered all the time. Well, guess what? The trigger is a sign. It's trying to tell you something. It's an SOS signal. And so burying the trigger or getting rid of the trigger by just avoiding it is not really fixing the issue. Finding what the root cause of that trigger was and dealing with the root cause, that's what's going to get you long-term resolution. Mm, That's so powerful. Yeah. And I bet everyone's like, oh my gosh, I got triggered today. I got triggered yesterday. I'm triggered all the time. Right. And, you know, I think you're absolutely right. It's a symptom of the bigger like root cause and getting into it. And I get that maybe you don't know what the root cause of that trigger is. I think that's why this masterclass is so, so important. I'm so grateful to you for creating this and curating this for us for free so that we can get a window into what is going on, that we can further investigate what are the drivers of a lot of what fires us off and, you know, has us given someone the business, <laughs> you know, um, in the middle of the parking lot, whether it's a stranger or your partner or whoever it may be. And so just even being a knowing and understanding of what is going on, I think is that first step, that awareness piece is what a lot of us are still lacking. Exactly. And that's what we're going to be talking about is just bringing awareness to this because many years ago, I really didn't even understand how that was making me sick. I can look back now over the course of time, over the course of time, we can always look back and connect the dots. And so when I look back on my life, I can connect the dots and I can see that a lot of the belief systems that I had, a lot of the thoughts the anxiety and the depression that I had, a lot of the things that I was manifesting in my reality in terms of my business success, my financial success, my relationship success, and my health, they were all highly affected by the traumas and suppressed emotions that I had from my childhood and generational too. Because as I've started digging into this, I keep seeing new levels of a baseline health for myself. Three years ago, if you had talked to me, I would say, oh yeah, I'm healthier than I've ever been. And now I can look back at three years ago and go, oh my gosh, well, that was the baseline I had then. But every year since then, I keep getting better and better and better. You know, I'm in my fifties now and I'm, I'm truly reverse aging because I'm, I've dropped the construct that I'm old or that 50 is old. I brought myself out of menopause and, and, and that's been fascinating it doing all of the emotional work, working through the traumas and really learning and becoming a master at navigating my emotions brought my periods back. My eyesight has actually, I'm still wearing readers here. They're not as strong as they were, but my eyesight actually got a little bit better from last year to this year. And I've got the prescriptions so that when I'm ready to actually show that, show myself as a case study, I can show that. And the eye doctor was super surprised and said, wow, we never see this. I'm like, well, what do you mean? And she said, well, you know, once the eyesight starts going with age, which is normal, that's a construct because she said it's normal. And I've, I've decided that that's, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be in that belief system anymore, but that's her belief system. And she says, you know, once, once that starts happening, it usually gets a little bit worse year after year. Like it just gets a little bit more and that's just a normal part of aging, which again, I don't believe that. I've decided to drop that belief. And she said, so I want to know, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm doing a lot of emotional work and trauma work. And I've decided to drop the belief system that because I'm getting older, that my eyesight's going. And she says, well, I've never seen this before. 
That's amazing. Love it. I love it. You're right. There's so much that we just, the constructs that we just believe, we believe into the stories that we buy into. And so many of those stories, like I had never thought about like when I had been in my trauma, you get these little downloads. You know, if you're you're a child who was abused and you're protecting your sibling, all of a sudden, like you, you're the protector and everything is riding on you and you better show up. And and that little download happens to your five-year-old self. And best believe you're gonna, that's gonna be the download that you're gonna hold on to unless you choose to get rid of that belief construct. Cause that was the story that that saved you then probably isn't serving you today. Exactly. And you know what? Our So our belief constructs predetermine what our behaviors are going to be. And so that's another thing that as we teach this in our five-part series, you know, if you really want to understand how to change a behavior, willpower alone, that's why most of the time it doesn't work to change a, a behavior is through, you know, either force or, you know, like trying to force yourself or force it on another. What you have to do is understand their programming. What is their belief system that's causing them to have the particular behavior? When you can dive into that and understand what it is, like the lenses that they're looking at the world and themselves through, when you can get a picture of what that is, then you can go in and you can say, well, let's clean up these lenses. Actually, let's put a new set of lenses in. I'm popping the new set of lenses in. Now we're going to put it on. Oh my God, the whole world looks different. I look different. Oh my gosh, this is a totally different reality than what I thought. That's what happens when you change your perception, when you change the lens. And when you change the perception, the reality changes, the behaviors change, your health changes, your body can heal, your finances change. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you were struggling with finances and you've always been struggling, guess what? We, we never want to hear this in the beginning. It's painful to hear. We create our own realities. If you're struggling financially, you've created that. And, and you did that so that you could learn. It's a lesson and it's okay, right? If you're, if, you, if you're struggling with bad relationships over and over and over again, take a look back. Have you been in that vicious circle? Have you been on the hamster wheel 20 years later? You're still in crappy relationships. Oh my gosh. You know, whether it's personal or with work or with your friends or family, if you've been going through that your whole life, you determined that and you also have the power to change it. And we're going to be diving into all of this in our five-part series. I love it. And the five-part series is going live in about five days, which is exciting from this airing. Dr. Lena, anything else that we should know about the five-part series besides the fact that it's free? So we're going to have the registration link inside of the show notes for this episode. I highly recommend if, if, anything, if anything you're hearing today is resonating with you, whether it's the triggers or you're, you find yourself in that spiral or you're just associating and checking out, these are the types of things or you're feeling beyond unresourced, exhausted, chronically stressed, most likely there's some major trauma under, underneath that's driving that behavior, it is definitely time to at least create some awareness. And I think that's the first thing that this masterclass is going to do. That's exactly what it's going to do. This is a 101 introduction to trauma. And each day we're going to dive in on a different aspect of it. So in day one, we're going to be talking about what is trauma and how does it affect the body? And we're going to show scientific studies on it. We're also going to show some case studies 
And then in day two, three, four, we're going to dive into all the different aspects of trauma and how it rewires the brain, how it literally rewires the body. Like it's like a hard drive. And when we go through an experience and we perceive it in a certain way, it literally rewires our entire body. It's fascinating. And I'm going to show you guys how this happens. And then as we get towards the end of the five-part series, I'm going to show you guys how we can unravel that. And we can use the same things that drove us into dysfunction in every area of our life. Once we master and understand how powerful that those tools are that are within us, then we have the power and the know-how and the awareness to use those powers to actually undo all the mess that we did and literally create a new reality in our health, with our finances, with our relationships, with everything in our life. Hmm, I love that. Oh, this feels so good. Well, as I mentioned before, the link for registering for free, and I would do that right this second because it's coming up in, in just a matter of days so that you are ready. Um, it's going to be in the show notes. And Dr. Elena, it's such a pleasure to have you on, my dear. I'm so grateful to get to showcase this beautiful project that you have been working on. I know you've poured your soul into it. Anywhere else you want us to plug in, we need to go do the registration, but anywhere else you want us to go and check you out. I would just say, do the registration. And then when you register, you'll, you'll also get an opportunity to join our Facebook group if you want to do that as well. So yeah, just go ahead and do that and just join us. Don't miss this. Share it with your friends. You're right, Marissa. We have poured our heart and soul into this. And, uh, and I know, I know that all of you are going to come away with some tools that you can use for you and your family. Mm, so powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Connecting the dots between little traumas and even big traumas to what's going on in our life today is so important because trauma, especially that unresolved, deep-seated, in-the-skin trauma, impacts our relationships, our self-care, our health, even how we parent. If you've been feeling triggered lately or you've been feeling you're falling into the same patterns over and over again, whether it's addictive eating or dating the same type of person over and over again, I want to invite you to register for Dr. V's five-part series on mental health. It's completely free and the class will show you how to start healing those old wounds. Now, the link will be in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 308. And I can't wait for you to join me on this amazing masterclass. I also want to say thank you so much for listening today on the Essentially You podcast. This show is all about providing you tools to rock your hormones and feel amazing in your body. If there is someone in your life that needs to hear this today, take a moment and screenshot the episode, send it over to them or share it on social. Now, if you share it on social, definitely hashtag hormone literacy or hormone CEO. Now coming up next this Friday, I am going to be talking about some of the healthiest foods that you can eat to help balance and love up on your hormones. I cannot wait to share this, especially for the fall season. How can we focus on foods this fall to love our bodies? All right. Well, until then, have an amazing week and happy fall.